1: Powered by Serve Pro for fire and water cleanup and restoration. Serve Pro. like it never even happened. Now, here are your hosts, Colin Lykus and Jim Rosso.
2: Oh, it's, it's getting dark already, Colin Lykas. That tells me playoffs are not far away.
3: That's the good news, right? Yeah,
2: that is the good news. I'm Jim Rosso. That's Colin Lykus. Dylan Chambers. Recently married Dylan Chambers. How about that? We're celebrating here in the, the Serve Pro booth. <laughs> Keep it that way, Dylan, all right? Congratulations. We're here to talk football, part of a powerful four-hour window. We'll be here for an hour. We'll be followed by the Brett Bieleman Show, which is a little change of pace tonight. They're going to the Smith Center out of Papa Dells. They're making a one-week switch. Okay. It'll be interesting to see what the coach says ahead of a Charlotte game. On Saturday,
3: needed needed victory. Yeah, for needed Illinois victory. at this point.
2: Hey, we got some area f- high school football teams that need victories too. <laughs> as we were talking playoffs, right? Yeah, uh, the points are starting to add up. It's right. And um, we got a neat place that Colin is going to visit this week. We'll get into that.
3: Yep, we know uh, we know one team that needs a few more victories is the Tuscola Warriors, and we're going to be joined by two of their kids oh, a little later on. Uh, Haven Hatfield and Patrick Pierce. Uh, Tuscola came up with a huge win in week five after starting one and three they beat a state-ranked central mm-hmm. a team 21 to 14 so good momentum for Tuscola going into week six and they need it because uh they're playing Clinton which is down but then the week seven matchup is against St. Teresa which uh St. Teresa hasn't been down in a while so Tuscola needs the wins and, and needs them now in order to, to get into the playoffs had a
2: chance to drive down 57 last Friday night while yeah. Tuscola was playing and even though the record might not be where it normally is the atmosphere I could tell by just looking at it was it was still intense it was oh, yeah. homecoming and uh Uh, Nothing better than seeing those lights uh, on the uh, west part of
3: town. Yeah, high school football matters in Tuscola as it does in many small communities in this area. But, yeah, Tuscola is one of those ones that's very proud of its uh, high school football heritage. Uh, It's not normal when Tuscola misses the playoffs. Uh, They've had a really weird season, Um, three losses all when they led going into the fourth quarter. They played a team from Indiana at the last minute, lost to them on a last second drive, lost to Cumberland on a last second drive. They've been they're they're so close to 5 and 0 that it's kind of amazing that they're 2 and 3 actually. So, here's to hoping that Tuscola can uh, round up a few wins. Uh, no offense to Clinton, but then they have three non-area opponents the rest of the way, so we can we can go ahead and I guess kind of root for C- Tuscola the rest of the way, for lack of a better term. We're we're not supposed to root for anybody, <laughs> but it would be good to see them in the playoffs. We'll just say that.
2: All right, Colin, like it's a busy week ahead, he uh, you saw his rankings in Sunday's paper. He'll go over those uh, in today's show. He'll also tell us a little about Westfield. They got a g- brand new facility. Here's the weird part. They haven't played a home game since 2019. Mm-hmm. That's right. But uh, uh, it should be a fun time Friday night.
3: That's right. It's a it's a really uh, really interesting story, and uh, they are one of our top ten teams as well. A little spoiler there. You'll hear a little more more about Westville in that regard. But yeah, as Jim said, haven't played a home game since uh, late October of 2019. They beat Georgetown Ridge Farm in the coal bucket game uh, to finish the season four and five. Didn't qualify for the playoffs, and then obviously. Uh, they, they uh, well, not obviously, but they had renovations that they were going to start to get into. Pretty, pretty massive project for the athletic complex, part of which was tearing up the football field, putting in some artificial turf, um, replacing the track around the football field, building this really nice building next to the field that has football locker rooms and has a weight room, along with stuff for other teams like wrestling and baseball and softball. Um, and then, more obviously, COVID happened, and obviously that just caused everything to be a mess. The 2020-21 football season was six games. Westville only played five. They were all on the road. They were supposed to play their home opener on September 11th this year. Dwight forfeited on them, so they ended up playing oblong, and the field, I guess, wasn't 100% ready, so they went to Catlin and played on Salt Forks Field instead as a home game in quote fingers. And finally, Westville is going to play a home game on Friday, 7 p.m. against Oakwood. I feel pretty comfortable saying Oakwood's not going to back out of that game because Oakwood had a Week 1 game where they had three varsity starters eligible to play because of COVID issues, and they still played in Week 1. So I don't think Oakwood's going to be backing out of that matchup, especially with how much it means to, to Westville. I talked with Coach Guy Goodlove, who's in his 28th year leading that Tigers program. Uh, just It means a lot to them over there to to get back on the field, to be hosting a game again. Uh, I've seen some overhead views Jim has as well of the facility it looks fantastic mm-hmm. also the baseball and softball fields are turf there as well yeah really excited to go out there and provide some coverage on Friday seven pm follow along on Twitter it'll be a, it'll be a good one for sure
2: all right pick up your print edition of the News Gazette if you're not a subscriber mm-hmm. get it at a gas station tomorrow uh, Colin will have a story on Westville on Friday Bryce Burnett the Westville star, mm-hmm. high school confidential reporter. Eastern we'll, Illinois Commit. Eastern Illinois Commit. will have uh, his report as part of the high school confidential. So the, another reason to pick up your print edition. Then Saturday, Colin's going to be all over it. We'll have a photographer there as well.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
2: That, tell you what, let's take our first break now. We'll come back and we'll talk to some Tuscola Warriors mm-hmm. after this.
0: Butcher, here. Pro of Champagne urbana would like to say thank you for voting us number one in restoration and number one in cleaning services for the third year in a row. We are proud to be your choice when you need to make it like it never even happened. We are adding team members in our Urbana and Danville teams. We offer great benefits and competitive wages and opportunities for growth. Please call 217-355-0077 to set up an interview or apply online at com. Hi, it's
4: Michelle. On behalf of everyone at Longview Bank, Thank you for choosing us back-to-back number one best bank slash credit union and number one best home mortgage services in the News Gazette, People's Choice. We appreciate your
0: continued support of our local business and community. Stop by one of our seven locations or visit our website, longviewbank.com. Again, thank you for choosing us as the best for the second
4: consecutive year. Longview Bank, we belong together. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. When selling your home with Ryan Dallas Real Estate, nothing is left to chance. Simply receive an offer with my Guaranteed Offer program and close in just 21 days. No showings, no stress, just results. This is Ryan Dallas. Put my team, the number one team for home sold and the number one team in client satisfaction to work for you. There's a reason we outsell the competition year after year. Proven results, excellent service, all backed by my Guaranteed Offer. Call Ryan Dallas Real Estate today and let's get started
0: protect yourself and the ones you love get your flu shot now you can spread the flu virus before you even know you're infected vaccination is your first step to protect your family against this season's flu strains and potentially serious complications vaccinations available for ages six months and older visit a drive through flu clinic at a christy clinic near you no appointment necessary for convenient dates times and locations of christy clinic drive through flu clinics visit christyclinic.com get the shot not the flu Save big money with
2: 11% off everything now at Menards. Keep your home's temperature comfortable year-round while saving energy with a new Honeywell Home Thermostat. The Honeywell Home Wi-Fi 7-Day Programmable Thermostat lets you sync your comfort to your schedule with its 7-day, 4 periods per day flexible programming. On sale, just $69 now at Menards. Good through October 2nd. Savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards.
1: Fall is in the air and now is the time to be working on your holiday gift quilts. I'm Andrea, owner of the Quilting Bee in Muhammad. During September... Come in and save 20% on Pre-Cuts and Kits. We provide everything you need to quilt from start to finish. Come in and select from over 6,000 bolts of fabric along with tons of patterns and books. During September, save 20% on all Pre-Cuts and Kits. Come see us at A Quilting Bee. We're open 10 to 6, Tuesday through Saturday at 406 East Main in Muhammad and online at aquiltingbee.com. This week's Surf Pro of Champaign and Vermillion County High School Prep Football Confidential continues now on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5.
3: Welcome back, everybody. It is 6.09 here in Champaign. Surf Pro Prep Football Confidential is on the air ahead of week six of the high school football season. As Jim said at the top of the show, getting closer and closer to the postseason one team that took a step towards some big playoff points and trying to get a little closer to being eligible for the playoffs last week was Tuscola, as I mentioned before, defeated Central a 21-14 last week in a game against a state-ranked opponent. It was a win that Tuscola really needed, and we are going to be joined now by two of the Warriors players to talk about that win, Haven Hatfield and Patrick Pierce. Guys, thank you so much for being part of the show tonight, and Haven, I'll lead off with you. Um, I mean, going into that matchup with you guys at 1-3, and three, w- without people knowing exactly how those three losses happened, I'm sure a lot of people thought that game's going to be lopsided, Central a and going to roll past these guys. Take me through how this played out, how you guys were able to pull off the so-called upset.
5: You know, we uh, really had a great week of practice. You know, we were locked in. We had our backs against the wall, and we knew we had to come out with some fire in the start and really get to set the tempo. Mm-hmm. And we, we had to hop on them early and keep that same pace the whole game.
3: Yeah, Patrick. I mean, going in, you know, it's you guys believe in yourselves. Obviously, you you feel like you're going to win every game. But even so, going in, is there any is there any um, worry nerves about you know potentially going one and four, having to face off against the state ranked team to try and get back on the winning track? You know,
6: like Haven said, we had a great week of practice. We had a little bit of nerves going in, but I think it was more of anxiousness. We
3: just wanted to go in there and get the job done. Sure. And uh, Haven, uh, just making sure that that game was, well, not making sure, you guys don't have any control over this, but the game was on your home field. That really helped. I'm sure. How much did that provide you guys the momentum, especially as Central A M was pushing to come back late in that game? Yeah,
5: definitely. Uh, homecoming definitely brought back a lot mm-hmm. of people, and it was really great to have everybody out. Student section was awesome, and I just, we just really appreciate the support from everybody. It was great
3: to have everybody out. Sure. And Patrick, uh, you don't have to go into all the details, but as far as the post-game celebration, take me through take Take everybody who wasn't there through what that was like for you guys, what what that moment meant to you guys.
6: Oh, it was great. Uh, like Coach Romine said, it's one of the most gutsy wins he has had here in a couple of years. And you know, our uh, student section tried to storm the field, but <laughs> yeah, it didn't turn out too well for them.
3: <laughs> uh, did they they get cut off at the pass? Yes, sir. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well, at least at least nobody got hurt. That's a, that's that's what matters. But uh, talking about uh, leading up to this point, leading up to that win. Uh, Haven, you guys, like I said, we're one and three going in, but I, I think it's a really misleading record. Three games in which you guys led the fourth quarter, entering entering the fourth quarter each time. Two of those losses were in the last minute of the game. How much do those three losses prepare and propel you guys toward this win against AM? Oh yeah. I mean, our our whole goal and these past couple of losses, getting off the field in
5: fourth down. And we just haven't made winning plays in those situations. And this week we made winning plays. We got off the field in fourth down. We got off the field. We made them punt. You know, that's that's how we won the game. Yeah.
3: Patrick, one of those losses was to a team out of Indiana Park Heritage, which I'm sure a lot of people around here aren't exactly familiar with. What was it like for you guys, one, taking that game on relatively short notice? You took it on a Monday, I believe, after finding out that Sullivan had pulled out of that, that week two game. And two, just what's it like playing against a team from another state preparing for a team that you really have no context for in the past?
6: Yeah, we didn't have a lot to uh, to prepare on. Like uh, I think we actually took the game up on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a lot of film on them either. But, yeah, we just went in there. It was great to play another team from a different state to see what other competition there is.
3: Absolutely. Talking with Tuscola football players Haven Hatfield and Patrick Pierce. And, uh, Haven, looking forward here. I mean, you guys have Clinton this week. uh, And then a really, really tough, another tough task in St. Teresa week seven before you close with uh, Warrensburg, Latham, and Meridian. How do you guys feel your position to at least get those five wins and make yourselves eligible for the playoffs as as time goes on here?
5: Yeah, definitely. Uh, We're just taking it game by game. I mean – we're, we got our backs against the wall. I mean, we, we just got to keep fighting every game. We can't take anybody for granted. Yeah.
3: And, uh, Patrick, just the the fact that your guys' two wins are against Arcola and Central A&M, two teams that obviously are no pushovers. What, what do you think that should tell people who maybe underestimate you guys look, go, going into games because you're 2-3 and three or, or whatever your record might be?
6: Yeah, honestly – It's not good to be two and three, but sometimes it is because sometimes Mm -hmm. they will underestimate you. And then if people want to underestimate us, we'll show them that. That's not a good idea.
3: (laughs) Absolutely. Now, talking about specific uh, on-field stuff, Haven on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, 21 points, you know, it's a modest output, but even so the offense has has been pretty consistent. I think throughout this season, getting at least 20 points, if not more, what has been the key in your mind or keys to, to this offense, putting up points relatively consistently?
5: Yeah, definitely. So our goal, when we drive the field, it's, can we get to second and seven, Mm -hmm. third and three, like grinding out the field? Like we have to grind out the field. Like it's, it's a lot of just grind, you know?
3: Yeah, it's an old, it's an older school mentality, I feel like, because uh, it feels like so many schools want to p- get these big chunk yardage, but you guys are willing to get in the trenches and battle. And, and Patrick, there's definitely getting in the trenches on defense. I know when I saw you guys against Arcola, you were putting some big hits on those kids, and I'm sure you've, you've been doing that the last four games as well. Uh, what was the key on the defensive side of the ball to slowing down a Central A and M team that's known for scoring points?
6: So what we wanted to do, we we wanted to stop the stop the run with the parity kid, and then make mm-hmm. them throw the ball, which they didn't end up throwing the ball too much. But they didn't, we didn't let them get to anything close to like third and three, third and four.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Patrick, uh, it just seems like Central AM has churned out just talented kids after talented kids, not to take away anything from you guys. But is it almost, do you almost take that like as, as a challenge or like a reward to try and face off against kids like that and slow them down and, and show, them, show them who's in charge, basically? Oh,
6: yes, sir. We love playing good teams like that. You know, it gives us the opportunity to play our best football.
3: Yeah. Now, Haven, as far as uh, I'm, I'm looking at your shirt uh, across the way, Tuscola mentality, I know we just talked about like getting in the trenches and grinding it out. Is that is that the big thing? you guys think about with Tuscola mentality yeah. or is there even more to it yeah than that? definitely Colin
5: uh we we have that Tesco
3: mentality you know it's
5: just getting after every day mm-hmm. at practice and when it comes Friday night we're ready we got that Tuscola mentality
3: yeah. now Patrick as far as looking ahead I, I know I just mentioned those four opponents you guys are going to be playing uh if you guys are able to get to at least five wins what is it going to mean for this program to get back to the postseason after what happened last year where there was no postseason at all Yeah.
6: So last year, all we were we were just playing for our seniors, giving the chance. But this year, we're making we want to
3: make a deep playoff run, getting into November. Yeah. And uh, as far as just the future, I'll give you guys each a chance to uh, to tell folks they might. I, I know most people in Tuscola come out to watch the football games, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of where they are even. But maybe somebody, you know, they, they don't know what they're doing on Friday night. They got a free Friday. They're looking for a game. Why should they come out and uh, watch Tuscola down these final four weeks of the regular season? Well, the history of Tuscola football go- always goes down. You know, state
5: championships, state runner ups, doesn't matter. We always got a solid program and everybody should come out and support us. Absolutely.
3: And Patrick, anything to add to that?
6: Yeah, I think you should come out and watch us. We'll give you, we we'll always give you a good game to come out
3: and watch. I love it. Haven Hatfield, Patrick Pierce, two Tuscola football players you can see on the field at Clinton on Friday at seven p.m. Guys, thank you again for coming thank you, down. Colin. Yep, thank you as well. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to jump into our top 10 countdown as well before we go off to our next break and hear from our Cola football coach, Nick Lindsay, to hear the other side of the Cola Horse rivalry, even though that game is uh, now a few weeks in the books. But our number 10 team this week is actually the Tuscola Warriors, who are back in the rankings after that aforementioned win over Central A&M, going to try to make it two in a row, three and three on the season when they visit Clinton in week six. Our number nine team this week is the Westville Tigers. Westville is 4-1 and one on the season after bouncing back from its first loss and defeating Hoopston area Armstrong Potomac 55-26 in Week 5. Westville is one win away from playoff qualification, and will try to get that win against Oakwood in Week 6. Would be a really important one for Westville. Obviously, they uh, they were 0-9 just a few seasons ago, and now looking to to get up to maybe seven and two, eight and one, pushing into the Class 3A postseason. And our number s- number eight team, excuse me, is the Danville Vikings. Danville remaining in the rankings, sitting at three and two on the season after knocking off Peoria Manual 16-6 last week, defeated Peoria Richwoods 52-35 the week before. So they are 3-2 going into another Peoria game against Peoria Notre Dame at home in Week 6. And we've got seven more teams in our Top 10 countdown coming up, so stay tuned for those. Even going to hear from a coach of two of those teams later on in the show, uh, Prairie Central's Andrew Quayne and Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin's Mark Dodd. Can't tell you exactly where the teams are in the rankings, although if you read Sunday's News Gazette, you could see that and then you wouldn't wait for me to tell you on Wednesday. But maybe you just want to hear more about how I picked my top 10 on Wednesday, and that's fine, too. We really like having you guys along for the ride here. And we're going to take our next commercial break. When we come back, going to be joined by by Arcola football coach Nick Lindsay and soon by Prairie Central coach Andrew Quayne. So stay tuned for that and more.
0: I bought a new gas range and dishwasher. This box store said they install, but just dropped them in my kitchen saying, I need a plumber.
6: Well, Mrs. Customer got herself in a pickle again, going to the old lumber yard, thinking that's where appliances come home ready to use.
0: They just showed up, dropped them off, and left.
6: No doubt they took your money and ski-daddled out of the county service after the sale isn't something that happens often these days.
0: Mr. Narrator Guy, where do you go?
6: Much obliged, you asked. Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, they do things different. Hook up to gas and water. Shoot. They'll even convert natural gas to propane
0: for the country folk. Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. Sounds like they'll fix me right up. Wow! Dick Van Dyke Appliance World's Labor Day sale is going on now, all through September. GE French
3: door refrigerators are in stock. Wow!
1: Dick Van Dyke appliance. When you buy from us, you get the whole store. At Blaine's Farm and Fleet, we have the things you need for fall DIY projects. Whether you're working on your home, yard, or vehicle, you'll find genuine value on quality tools and supplies to get the job done. Like Valspar Medallion Interior Paint and Primer, sale priced at just $34.99 a gallon. 45-pound bags of Scott's Turf Builder Fall Weed and Feed are only $65.99. Stock up on home essentials like 12 packs of Rayovac AA or AAA batteries, just $4.99. Akita Pro 340 Fire Extinguisher is on sale for $39.99. Get organized with an Edsel Welded Storage Rack, only $259.99. And for the DIY mechanic, 5-quart jugs of Valvoline Full Synthetic Motor Oil are just $25.99. Plus, don't miss our tool trade-in event. Bring in any power or hand tools to get exclusive trade-in savings on select new tools from top brands like DeWalt, Craftsman, and more. In-store only. See store for details. Find value at for Farm and Fleet.
7: Hi, I'm Jim Pratt, owner of Pratt Home Improvement. I would like to thank everyone for voting us number one in the News Gazette People's Choice Awards in home improvement, roofing, and siding categories. I have 39 years experience in the home improvement business. My company offers roofing, siding, windows, doors, seamless gutters, gutter protection, sunrooms, decks, and grout cleaning. We are also the Sunsetter retractable awning dealer and installer for Central Illinois. We are insured and bonded. Please contact me at 217-621-5176 for your home improvement needs. Thank you.
1: Hi, this is Cindy Summers with Spherion Staffing and Recruiting, and I'm
6: excited to share that we are celebrating our 40th anniversary in business by giving back to the communities that have been so good to us. And you get to help! We're giving $4,000 to the charity that gets the most votes in our online survey. The remaining two charities will each get $1,000. You can vote now by going to spherion.com backslash anniversary40 now through October 3rd. Let's
1: get to voting!
2: From the News Gazette Newsroom, I'm Jim Rosso. Some of the stories we're working on for Thursday. Ethan Simmons reports from the U of I campus on the number of student requests for COVID vaccination exemptions on religious grounds. Of the 770 turned in, 516 have been fully evaluated. According to Stephen Bryan, Dean of Student Support and Advocacy of the 516, just six have been denied. We'll break down the numbers. In school's news, Anthony Zillis catches up with the News Gazette's Teacher of the Week, Jessica Launius, who's in her seventh year teaching math at Arcola High School. As Principal Nick Lindsay says, Miss Launius is one of the best teachers that I've ever seen or been around. Finally, the kids at Monticello know how to do homecoming right on Wednesday night. Following their Powder Puff football games, they lit a giant bonfire that lit up the skies in Pyatt County. Our photo editor Robin Schulz was on the scene. Find it all online at newsgazette.com, your print edition, and here on News Talk 1400.
1: This week's Serve Pro Champagne and Vermillion County High School Prep Football Confidential continues now on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. 623
3: back in downtown, well, midtown Champaign. Used to be downtown Champaign. I'm Colin Likas. This is the Serve Pro Prep Football Confidential. Glad to be joined by those Tuscola athletes. Haven Hatfield and Patrick Pierce, they did a great job, as have all of our athletes who have come through here. Which team will be represented next week's show? Not not sure yet. I usually pick them on Monday. If your team wins, that certainly helps your chances of having your athletes in. Don't necessarily have to be coming off a win, but... You know, the kids are always a little more upbeat and a little happier to talk football when they're coming off a win. So, uh, you know, Tuscola getting that big win over Central A&M, certainly they were happy to talk about that. And, uh, yeah, I guess if you have any nominations moving forward for athletes you want to see in here, drop me a line at us at news-gazette.media, and we'll see if we can set something up. Glad to be joined now by a coach, though, here on the show. It's Arcola's Nick Lindsay, whose team is coming off its third consecutive victory after an Owen 2 start. Purple Riders rolled past Sangamon Valley 59-20 to last week. Nick, thanks so much for being part of our show this week.
4: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
3: Well, you guys, I know, started off tough. Tuscola, obviously, the rivalry game. Reed Custer is is rising and rising in the Class Three A poll, I believe it is. Might be Two A. Can't remember off the top of my head. Regardless, they're ranked in a poll. Uh, to see the guys respond, turn around, and make it three and two—is this really surprised you all that much?
4: Uh, no, it doesn't. And I, I think you know, starting out with two really good teams and. Um, you know i think that ultimately that helped us you know have a big win over cumberland and uh made us better um you know we talk a lot about our program being more about week 8 week 9 and and hopefully into the playoffs so um you know i'm proud of our kids and our seniors for responding the way they did and uh no it it doesn't surprise me a whole lot i'm i'm happy with uh, how they've responded and and having the right attitude
3: well, I'll ask you then, does it surprise you then? This isn't to, to dog on Sangamon Valley or anything, but it certainly is jarring when you look down at, at halftime and you see a halftime score where one team has 59 points. Uh, did it surprise you that your offense was as effective as it was last week, or did you kind of see another huge performance like that coming, similar to the 49-point output against Tri-County in week three? Yeah, this,
7: this,
4: week, this past week was a little different. We actually had three interceptions returned for touchdowns, so Um, I'm not, I don't think we started a drive on the other side of the 50 on our own side of the 50. So our defense was actually a huge part of putting up that many points. Um, honestly, I I don't think we played great offensively. Um, but yeah, I mean, anytime you can score, no matter how it is, no matter what, what way it is, offense, defense, or special teams, um, uh, it's, it's fun. And, um, you know, it was it was definitely a game that um we put a lot of points up really quickly and um you know, before we knew it we looked up and that was a score. So yeah, definitely definitely good to um get that going and, and our defense playing so well.
3: Yeah, it seems like uh, you guys on the defensive side, maybe you'll end up maybe you end up getting a bad rap because you go at fifty six points to Reed Custer in week two, but ultimately it's looking like you know, that Reed Custer team is just really capable of scoring points. I mean, you only allow 20 to, to a good Tuscola team. And uh, since the Reed Custer loss, it's outputs of 13, 14, and 20, and that doesn't even account for the offense that your defense has produced. So, I mean, who on the defensive side of the ball has kind of led this, uh, mm-hmm. this resurgence, this strong play?
4: Well, I think um, our defensive line has improved tremendously since uh, week one. Um, you know, Mark Truex, Anthony Garza sophomore, um, Nathan Gaona, and Landon Schellenberger, Those are our four defensive linemen. And then, um, you know, our our biggest, you know, like in the Cumberland game and and some of those some of the other games are our, our biggest. Most important players are our edge guys, our outside linebackers. Um, and Tyson Lewis is a sophomore that stepped into a role um, out of necessity, but he's taken off with it and has been one of our top defensive players. And then Jed Jones, um, you know, is probably an all-conference linebacker. And uh, those two, those two guys, with you know our secondary and everybody playing playing together, they've they've really stepped up.
3: Talking with Arcola football coach Nick Lindsey. One guy who I know we talked about a lot on the defensive side of the ball back during the 2020 season was Bo Edwards, who is also your quarterback now Uh, as a senior. uh, He's he's a standout two-way player for you guys. As a junior, he had 10 interceptions as a defensive back, uh, and I know he had two interceptions against Tuscola in week one. Where where does he stand at this point as far as total interceptions?
4: I think... I think so far this year, I think he's at five.
3: Okay. Okay. I mean, it's just that for people who haven't seen Bo in person, what is it like watching a kid of that caliber just compete with his athleticism? Because, I mean, he's a state qualifier in the high jump and the 1,600-meter run, which is certainly not a combination you usually see. Um, And and he's just, uh, for, for a Class 1A program, a kid like that doesn't always walk through the doors all that often.
4: No, he's, he's definitely a unique athlete. Um, he's, he's one of those kids that if he puts his mind to it, he can do anything. Um, I mean, we were standing at practice one time and he's like, Hey coach, watch this. And did, did a backflip. <laughs>
1: um,
4: so just, he's a kid that, um, doesn't sit still real well. Um, he's fun to be around. Um, he's, you know, at at times it drives me crazy because he doesn't sit still real well sure. or uh, you know stay stay focused at times. But um, I'd take a hundred of them. He's he's so fun to coach and has a great attitude. And um, you know, he's probably not a natural quarterback, but has definitely stepped into that position and uh, it's getting better each week um, running our offense and getting people lined up. So um, you know, it's it's he's fun to coach and um, his athleticism is just out of this world. So definitely definitely nice to have especially at our level
3: and you mentioned jed jones on the defensive side of the ball obviously big to your guys' ground game on the offensive side of the ball i know i was worried when i saw him go down before halftime of week one against tuscola but the way he's bounced back showing no ill side effects Uh, how proud have you been of the way he's responded to the adversity of week one to just bounce back and help lead this offense
4: yeah, it was, uh, that was pretty gut-wrenching to see him go out of that game, um, you know, and I was worried more about him um, and his health, but he, I mean, he was back and ready to go week two. He's, he's such a tough kid and such a physical part of, of an important part of what we do offensively, and, um, you know, he's, he's just a load for teams to tackle for four quarters. Uh, he's not the biggest kid, he's not the fastest kid, but, he just finds a way to get it done. And if, if we need a yard, you know, he's the he's the one that everybody looks to. So just a, a huge leader as far as his physicality and his mentality. Um, he loves football and, and one of those kids that you just really enjoy to coach.
3: And one kid who I feel like we're going to be talking about more in the future. I mean, we we're just talking about two two seniors, two upperclassmen, having their last hurrah. One kid who's just getting his high school career started, you and I have talked about, about him a little bit off uh, off the air, is Tanner Thomas he kind of impressed me with his limited uh, reps that he ended up getting in week one because you guys just kept having injuries at different positions on offense. Um, and it just seems like Tanner is a kid who could really make a big impact on this team over the next three years. In addition to what he's doing now, do, do you feel the same way?
4: Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's uh, our most dynamic athlete that we have. Uh, we knew he was going to be special. Um, I mean, since he was younger, but, um you know this summer time in our our 40s and you know things like that he was he was our fastest kid and and it really wasn't that close um and he just has a natural he's got great ball skills he has a natural feel for the game um and and he's he's somebody people are going to hear a lot of not only in football but basketball and baseball as well i mean he's a he's a true three sport one a athlete and he stands out in all of them so um, he's he's definitely going to be fun to coach for the for the next few years.
3: And talking about guys who are fun to coach, let's transition to guys who are not as fun to coach against. Uh, your guys's next game is against Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond on Friday, and I'm sure you know. I'm leading into talking about Caden Feegan over there, the uh, Illinois prospect, Notre Dame, several power five teams looking into this athlete I know we just talked a a lot about how well your defense has been performing lately what challenges go into stopping a kid of a power five talent level
4: (laughs) uh you name it size (laughs) speed athleticism ball skills all of it I mean he's he's uh he's the real deal And, and uh you know it's you know I'm happy for him and having you know somebody from a small school um get that caliber of, of, uh, attention and, you know, going to Notre Dame or going to Illinois, you know, that's, that's really, that's a big time and, and it's fun to see from a school our size. So, um, yeah, he presents a ton of challenges for us and we are definitely going to have to be disciplined and, and have to rally to the ball because not very often is he going to go down with one person tackling him. And, um, if he, if he gets downhill on us and, and, uh, breaks our contain, it, it, we're not probably not going to catch him. So, um, definitely gonna get our hands full with him and you know it's always scary when the other team has the best athlete on the field and i you know he's definitely capable of uh you know changing a game in a lot of different ways so um it's a great challenge for our kids and i know they're looking forward to it
3: Nick lindsay Arcola football coach Nick thank you so much again for being part of the show tonight and uh, good luck to the guys against arthur and the rest of the way
4: all right i appreciate it, Colin thank you
3: Always good to hear from Coach Lindsey Arcola. Football, I think, is right on the precipice of our top ten rankings at three and two. A win over ALAH certainly would push them even closer. I like Arthur's chance or Arcola's chances, I should say, of uh, getting back into the Class 1A postseason. I think ALAH is probably one of the toughest games they have remaining, even though ALAH is two and three on the year. Uh, Got to go to Saragorda Mente in week uh, week seven, which is a good one, and then at home against Villa Grove, which also is a pretty good matchup, and then uh, at Argento Oriana, which has been struggling in week nine. Uh, I think there's five wins, if not six, in there. Maybe they could even get to get to seven. But uh, the Lincoln Prairie Conference certainly is never easy. So we're looking forward to seeing what Arcola football is capable of doing in the next four weeks. Jumping back into our top ten countdown now, getting. Uh, to number seven we've got the prairie central hawks we're going to be hearing from the coach of the prairie central hawks here very shortly andrew quain prairie central is four and one they're coming off a 12 to 7 win over chillicothe ivc in week five certainly not the flashiest of wins but prairie central uh during its success over the last several years it's been uh, more about uh, beating down the opposing teams it's not always been super flashy they're getting the wins getting them however they can uh, and that's certainly going to apply to Week 6 as well because they're going to be hosting Paxton, Buckley, Loda, in what should be a really good Illini-Prairie Conference game. Our number six team this week is the Salt Fork Storm. The Storm is 5-0 and playoff eligible after rolling past Georgetown Ridge Farm Christman 54-0 last week. Salt Fork is going to be at Bismarck Henning on Friday to start a really, really tough three-game road trip in the Vermillion Valley South. And our number five team is the Paxton Buckley Lota Panthers. I just mentioned they're going to be visiting Prairie Central this week. PBL is also 4-1 and on the season, defeated Rantoul 30-6. Uh, good, Good showing for the Eagles, but ultimately PBL comes out victorious. It would be a huge win for PBL to to take down Prairie Central and become playoff eligible in Week 6, that's for sure, because uh, PBL has a really daunting schedule coming up the rest of the way against Monticello, Unity, and St. Joe after they play Prairie Central. So uh, no gimmies there, that's for sure. We're going to talk now with one of the individuals I just mentioned. I should say one of the teams I just mentioned, but the head coach of that team, Central Coach Andrew Quayne. Andrew, thank you so much for being part of our show tonight.
8: Hey, thanks, Colin, for having me on. Yeah,
3: of course. And uh, you guys coming off the fourth consecutive win. I want to take you back, though, uh, not to you know open old wounds, but uh, getting to play at Unity in week one. That game was uh, pr- pretty close, 41-28, and I feel like it really set the tone for you guys to, to uh, show the rest of the way. The rest of the way so far, that uh, you guys are a really solid team and that the, the Unity also is a solid team. That was just a really good week one game. I mean, what did that game do for you guys to get you to where you are now at 4-1? and one?
8: Yeah, think, I mean, thanks for those kind words there. It, uh, I, think it, I think it showed our kids that, uh, you know, that we could hang with the top teams in the conference. You know, uh, we were not real pleased with how we took care of the football in that game. We had five turnovers and um, you know you're just not going to win too many football games when you're putting the ball on the ground that much so um, it's been a point of emphasis that the guys have been able to um, clean up and our turnover numbers have gone down drastically and um, you know um, yeah uh, it was that's a tough week one matchup uh, Mm -hmm. against a great program and and, you know we graduated a lot of guys Mm -hmm. last year so a lot of a lot of new players and new positions and um, I think it's given us a nice confidence going uh, into the rest of the season, and, and now we're getting into the meat of our season here uh, against a good PBL team.
3: Yeah, and I wanted to ask you about that, cause, uh, ask you about the, the seniors graduating, I should say, because, yeah, that, that 2021 class was uber-talented, as everybody is well aware. They did a lot for that program over multiple seasons, and uh, the guys – don't seem to have missed a beat, the guys that are still here. I mean, you know, losing to Unity, there's no shame in it. Unity hasn't lost yet, and your guys have just kept on rolling ever since. Is this what about what you expected from the guys you were going to be holding over?
8: Well, it, it's something that we knew we had to prepare for, um, and so we took a really unique approach to the spring season. Um, we were so deep with our senior class that we we really we, – what we did is we, we practiced in two groups. We had our seniors practice in one group, and then the rest of the team, nine through eleven, practice in another group. And for the seniors, we got ready for the spring season, and so we had an offensive day, then a defensive day. We just flipped back and forth, and um, the seniors got ready for this uh, for that spring season, and then the rest of the group we were treating it like spring practice, mm-hmm. um, and they and they we were we were trying to prepare for this fall season. And, and try to treat it almost like a college setting where you got spring, spring ball. And, and uh, those, those uh, uh, underclassmen had to practice a lot of scrimmages. Um, you know, we went a lot of live scrimmages last spring against the, the younger guys and the older guys. And, um, you know, we, we kind of said, hey, there's not going to be a better group to learn from and practice against than this group of seniors. So they really bought into that. We had some really competitive practices. Um, you know, and and uh, I think that team got better from that, and that helps carry on into this uh into the season
3: talking with prairie central coach andrew quain and uh, looking at statistics that you guys have sent in through the first five weeks uh obviously having to replace a fair amount of guys on the offensive side of the ball at least as far as skill positions go i know one name that seems to have popped up a lot through the first five weeks is uh, owen rafferty's name can you take me through the impact that he has had as a quarterback but uh, also you know running the ball and just doing everything that's that's been asked of him basically
8: yeah, we put a lot on our quarterback in terms of responsibility and, and reading. Um, you know, reading the defense in our triple option game. Um, you know, he's just done a really good job. He's been a really solid player. I've been, I'm happy with. Um, in in some ways, I think he reads the offense better than uh, Caden King did. Hmm. Um, you know, he, he does a really good job with it. Uh, Caden obviously had some really good athletic ability and made some plays, and and Owen's done a really good job, you know, uh, just making the right reads, and, and, um, you know, there's a couple good juniors he's been able to dish the ball to as well.
3: And on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, you guys responded to that loss to Unity by allowing – Two points against Pontiac, which doesn't really go against your defense all that much. And you only allowed seven against Chillicothe last week. So on the defensive side of the ball, who have been some of those guys that have really stepped up to, to keep up this defensive intensity that we saw the previous, you know, two, three seasons?
8: Well, I, I think our, our our two inside linebackers have played really well. Um, both juniors and Camden-Palmore and, and Drew Fair. Um, you know, they've done a really good job. Um not quite the the bruisers that we had last year um with some bigger bodies but they just run sideline to sideline they can really cover the whole field and and so they do a good job you know um, they're a little bit slow footed uh maybe week one but they've done a much better job of speeding things up and and making their reads quicker and getting to the ball
3: and we're uh, heading into week six here and you guys have a Unique certainly for for this year in the Illinois Prairie. Anyway, matchup at home against Paxton Buckley Loda, a team that just joined the Illinois Prairie Conference, and uh, you guys are both looking to qualify for the playoffs. I imagine uh, you guys are going to be treating this game. Uh, obviously, it's the next game, so it's the most important one. But I imagine you guys are going to be preparing pretty uh, pretty intensively for this game. I would imagine.
8: Yeah, yeah, it's an important game for us. We don't we don't have an easy schedule the rest of the way out, and so. You know, you never know when your opportunity to qualify might be, and so we have a chance to qualify, and so we are taking it really serious. And, and man, P- uh, PBL's got a great team. There's athletes galore, and they got big guys up front, and they, they give you a lot that you have to defend, um, you know, because they do so much offensively.
3: Andrew Quain, Prairie Central football coach. Andrew, thank you again for joining us tonight, and good luck to you guys the rest of the way here.
8: Hey, thanks for having us, for having me. Thanks.
3: Absolutely. And uh, as Coach Coyne said, certainly not an easy schedule the rest of the way. Uh, Monticello in Week 8 and Bloomington Central Catholic in Week 9 are especially tough ones. So uh, really looking forward to seeing what this matchup with Paxton Buckley-Lota is going to bring. Somebody's going to be playoff eligible, and somebody's going to be annoyed that they're not playoff eligible yet. We're going to take our final break on the Surf Pro Prep Football Confidential Show for tonight. When we come back, going to unveil the final four teams in our top ten and hear from Bismarck Henning-Rossville Alvin coach Mark Dodd. So stay tuned for all of that.
0: Butch here. Surf of Champaign-Urbana would like to say thank you for voting us number one in restoration and number one in cleaning services for the third year in a row. We are proud to be your choice when you need to make it like it never even happened. We are adding team members in our Urbana and Danville teams. We offer great benefits and competitive wages and opportunities for growth. Please call 217-355-0077 to set up an interview or apply online at surfprochampagneurbana.com.
3: Flu season comes every year, but this year we're faced with an even greater risk due to COVID-19. Which is why now more than ever, it is so important to get the flu shot. It not only protects yourself, but it protects your family, your friends, and all those around you. Let's all do our part to keep this community safe. Visit carl.org flu to find a special Carl Flu Shot Clinic near you.
0: Hi, this is Dr. Colgan from Loving Paws Pet Clinic in Savoy, your perfect choice for loving care for your pets. We work hard to make visits happy and stress-free. Sometimes it's the little things. Mat's on tables so your pet doesn't slip. Chocolate for you. Treats for your pets. Loving Paws has calming music in exam rooms and boarding areas. We take extra time if your pet is nervous, and we answer all your questions. Call us today to discover Loving Pet Care. Loving Paws Pet Clinic in front of Walmart in Savoy. Loving Pets is what we do.
1: Where can you find art from around the world, right here, close to home? Krannert Art Museum. Admission is free, and Krannert Art Museum is always showing something new, including new art exhibitions opening September 24th. Bring friends to opening night, or stroll through the galleries when you need quiet downtime. Discover art that inspires you at Krannert Art Museum, located at 6th and Peabody, Champaign, or online at kam.illinois.com.
0: We're a farm store, a family store, look-what-I-found store. We're a store made for real people and some real beasts. We're a hey-neighbor kind of store and an everyday low-price store. We're Rural King, and we're working hard to be your favorite store now through october 9th stop in and get your carving pumpkins two for seven dollars and enjoy cans of folgers classic roast coffee for 6.99 stock up today
1: there may be a lot of reasons to call a roofing company but you don't always need a new roof bash pepper roofing specializes in maximizing your roofing investment we want to protect your family and your business through all weather conditions with our quality roofing options Call Bash Pepper Roofing for an honest opinion on the best options for your roofing needs, and we will customize a roofing plan for your home or business. As a locally owned business, we've proudly served East Central Illinois for the past 100 years. Bash Pepper Roofing, large or small, we cover them all. This week's Serve Pro Champagne and Vermillion County High School Prep Football Confidential continues now on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Till
2: seven o'clock tonight. Again, the Brett Bielema show follows us. I'm Jim Rosso, Colin Leica, Dylan Chambers. Um, breaking down Colin's top ten, of course, which is kind of right this week. Kind of. What's, all right? Uh, there's some. Well, I, you know my uh, my beef with Muhammad Seymour. You keep inching him up a little farther, but <laughs> I I've contended. No offense, Coach Hamilton. I know it's homecoming week in Unity, but I might have Muhammad number one.
3: Maybe we, should, uh, maybe we should have Unity and Muhammad and Monticello and Bismarck. I'll go to a field and do seven-on-sevens and see who comes out of it we're as gonna the champion. S- we're going to
2: see Unity and Monticello, so that should uh, help yeah. that. Arguing yeah. a bit,
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah, we will in week nine. You're absolutely right. We also just gave away all the rest of our top ten, so let's go ahead and just unveil it right now. Our number four team this week is the Bismarck-Henning-Rossville-Alvin Blue Devils. Going to hear from Coach Mark Dodd of the Blue Devils here shortly. They are five and 0 beat Oakwood 42 to 14 to earn their playoff berth last week. They're going to be hosting Salt Fork in a battle of the unbeaten's on Friday. Should be a really good one.
2: Than 4, 000, more than four thousand, more than four thousand dollars.
3: You're talking Bismarck's fundraiser. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice, and uh, they'll be part of
2: High School Confidential on Friday. Good job, Blue Devils. What were they raising funds for? Operation Honor Guard, I do believe, nice. where they had uh, it was quite a patriotic scene. So that
3: was a makeup for their their September 11th. Yeah, yeah so they the uh, okay.
2: again doing good things for the community.
3: Fantastic, fantastic. Not not surprised to hear about that in Vermillion County. Not surprised at all. Our number three team this week is the Monticello Sages. I actually bumped them down a spot, no fault of their own, though. They are 5-0 after defeating Pontiac 42-14. to They are going to be hosting Rantoul in Week 6. And our number two team, up one spot this week, uh, the Mohamed Seymour Bulldogs. Jim really wants them to be even higher, but right now they're number two. 48-10 win at Charleston in Week 5. Convince me, okay, push them up a, a spot higher. I think if they beat Quincy Notre Dame on the road in week six, that's probably going to get them to number one because Quincy Notre Dame, as we've mentioned before, is a uh, has been a powerhouse program for about two and a half decades running at this point.
2: Spoiler alert, uh, tomorrow's print editions, of course, have our staff picks in them, and yep. there are a couple of you mm-hmm. picking Quincy.
3: Yeah, and there's a couple of us picking Muhammad too, and uh, I'm sure John Adkins will appreciate that, and I'm sure Jack Cornell will appreciate that. Somebody picked Quincy Notre Dame. People, uh, people Illinois types know who Jack Cornell is, and our number one team this week has been number one the whole season. The Unity Rockets. Unity is five and zero. I watched in person as they defeated Bloomington Central Catholic forty-one to thirteen last week in a game that honestly wasn't all that close. Uh, Unity pretty much dominated that game. They're gonna try to do the same against Pontiac back at Hicks Field in week six.
2: Colin, your game story from last week, uh, the Rockets winning, uh, mentioned the word chippy a couple times.
3: it was chippy. There were probably, I think, 24, 25 combined penalties. VCC got the majority of those, and uh, it was stuff that uh, you don't normally hear called in high school games, Uh, 15-yard personal foul type penalties that you don't want to hear called in a football game. So Unity did a good job. I think kind of, uh, you know, they, they were not uh, innocent completely, but I think they did a good job of keeping their composure better and ultimately qualifying for the playoffs for the 26th time in Scott Hamilton's 28 seasons.
2: All right, it's a fantastic weekend in Tolono if you if you missed it in your News Gazette. After Friday's homecoming football game, they will turn the football field over to the students who on Saturday night will have their homecoming yeah. dance at the 50.
3: That's pretty awesome.
2: Okay, as, as Coach Hamilton told us, no high heels allowed.
3: Uh, yeah, that's a good <laughs> idea for a couple reasons. Can you imagine somebody sinking a high, high heel into an artificial turf and breaking an ankle or, or the turf getting damaged in some way? Yeah, no... Uh, no uh, no gum on the field, no sunflower seeds, and no high heels. Uh, uh, that's 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 a pretty good uh, pretty good game plan, I think, but yeah, that's a that's a cool idea. I hope the weather holds up for him. Uh, obviously schools have had to do so many weird things just to make regular events happen during the COVID era that's a pretty cool compromise I think.
2: Coach uh, Hamilton of course has a daughter there at Unity who will be attending the dance so maybe that made the decision a little easier for him.
3: Yeah I mean uh, I'm guessing if uh, if she wasn't allowed to, to go to the dance wasn't allowed to have a dance uh, Scott might hear about it a little bit uh, No, I know Scott uh, he's always greeted after the games by his wife and his daughters and uh, they're always is uh, very, very happy to to uh, congratulate him on his hundreds of wins that he's recorded over in Tolono. And uh, it, I'm not going to be surprised if they get uh, a few more as this season goes on because it really seems like Unity is primed for a strong run in the Class 3A or 4A postseason. I'm not sure exactly where they fall at this point, but I, w- I would think it would be 3A since they're taking votes in the 3A people.
2: All right, one of several homecomings uh, this week. Unity, of course, Westville, of course, St. Mm-hmm. Joseph, Ogden also having their homecoming. Their uh, Monticello Sages will, in fact, tonight... The Sages are having a bonfire at 830 uh, okay. right by the uh, football field after their most important games, the powder puff games. Yes, that you, is always the most If important. you go to some of these. Are those full tackle or <laughs> yeah. they, they well, flag? Well, some do turn into full tackle. <laughs> you know, some pictures this year. You
3: know, story, story time because we're still uh, trying to get a hold of Coach Dodd here to, to get him on the air. Back when I was in high school, it was about two years after I graduated, I heard that the, the senior class of 2012, I guess it would be, they they had they wound up getting the powder puff game suspended because they were too intense. Basically, uh, there there was too much hard hitting going on apparently in the powder puff game at Crown Point High School. Uh, I think they've reinstated it since, <laughs> but um, yeah, those games get surprisingly intense. And uh, I mean, in communities where football matters, where high school football matters, that doesn't just entail to the kids who are on the field on Friday mm-hmm. nights and Saturday afternoons.
2: All right, Uh, our kids are taking Snapchat over the next couple of days. If you're a Milford fan, Mm -hmm. follow News-Gazette on the app. Uh, Search for that tomorrow. And then on Friday, Reagan uh, uh, Uden. um, uh, Rantoul? uh, Rantoul? St. Joe is going to take St. over Joe, the snapshot. Many, take uh, U- yeah, take over there? it, and we'll uh, we'll go on their homecoming parade. I know there's one at uh, noon. I do believe in Tolono, and then four fifteen in St. Joe. So that's always a fun time.
3: Well, talking about Milford, I talked with their coach today, Clint Schwartz. Uh, obviously, Milford Cisna Park has an eight man program, one of two active this year locally, along with St. Thomas Moore. Uh, Milford had a really exciting Week Five game. They were down, I believe it was 48 to 28, very or, or not 48, 40 to 28, early in the fourth quarter, and then rattled off 20 consecutive points to go up 48 to 40. And then their opponent Amboy scored with less than 30 seconds left. Two-point conversion attempt stuffed it at the one-yard line. Shut them down. Bearcats got their technically second win of the season. They got their first win by forfeit because St. Thomas Moore used an ineligible player, but Milford was very happy that they were able to get their first kind of, you know, official win of the season, their first win that wasn't by forfeit. That's a team that they joined the eight-man association a couple seasons ago. They won the championship the first year. They finished second place the next year. It's not a team that knows anything about losing an eight-man football, and this year they they, they had a lot of roster turnover, a lot of good kids graduated. So they're learning over there, but you know what? They're, uh, they're still playing games. It's going better for them than it was in 11-man football, and that's really all you can ask uh, in a situation like that.
2: Closer to home, I, I noticed our Champagne teams dropped out of your top ten, but it's a big week end for the Maroons of Central because you yeah. know what? They get to play at home.
3: Yes, they do. They finally It's – we've talked so much about Westville not getting to play at home, and granted two years is a little longer than a, several weeks. Yeah, Champaign Central's been waiting to play at home as well. Uh, you know, they, they had their uh, week five a week four matchup against Urbana, who was supposed to be at Tommy Stewart Field. Urbana obviously isn't playing anymore this season. Had to keep waiting. So they get Peoria Manual in week six. We'll see if Central can come out on top of that one. I think they've got a decent chance of it, but it's certainly going to be a, a compelling game and a competitive game. Well, for the last few minutes of this show, we're going to be joined now by Bismarck Henning, Rossville Alvin football coach, Mark Dodd. Mark, thanks so much for being part of our show tonight.
7: Yeah, no problem.
3: And I uh, just want to get a few thoughts from you on this team, 5-0, and o, playoff eligible. Work through the hardships of, you know, having two opponents forfeit on you. You're able to find one replacement game, not able to find one for the other week. Uh, is this the most wild season you've had in your more than decade uh, with Bismarck football? <laughs>
7: You know, it's uh, it's one of those things where you just appreciate the chance to let kids play, and you know everybody's going through some things that we just never have gone through before, and and uh, you know you just adjust the best you can, and I, I just always try to keep keep the kids' best interest at uh, at the forefront of all the decisions we make. So um, that's where that's where we're at, and every other program's at
3: certainly. And I, I know you're, you're a proud father as well of your athletes, and one of them is uh, going through the program right now, Dawson Dodd. He's been a star quarterback for you, really good running the ball as well. Uh, I, I I would like to talk about other kids as well, but Dawson has just s- s- flown off the page to me offensively with the way he's performed. As both his coach and his father, are you surprised by the way he's performed?
7: No, I'm really <laughs> not. I, I, I'd like to say, I, I mean, the humble answer would be yes, but Um, you know, Dawson is a special kid as far as the way he's dedicated himself to, uh, you know, being, being as good as he can be. Um, even during COVID when we didn't know if we were going to play last spring, I mean, he, he kept working, he kept calling his receivers and, uh, you know, meeting on, uh, you know, weeknights, evening nights, uh, you know, weekends. I mean, he just, he just kept the grind going and, um, so i'm not really surprised that he's been doing well and i'm i'm really proud of him as a coach and
3: as a father talking with besmark Henning, rossville alvin coach mark dodd i think a lot of people when they look at your guys' scores in the four games that have actually been contested you know they see the 35 61 49 42 points put up they don't maybe look at the fact that you guys have two shutouts. You only allowed 14 points against Oakwood. Of course, 43 against South Vermillion, but that was a very unique circumstance. Uh, take me through on this defense, who are some of the guys that have stood out to you?
7: Well, uh, you know, up front we've been, we've been uh, fortunate with, uh, you know, Maddox Cash has played a real good defensive end for us, um, and, uh, and that's, that's, been, that's been key we've had uh Tucker Schultz and, and Jacob Boz um at our inside linebackers and uh you know those two kids uh, are really physical smart kids and then uh you know the back end is where we get we get a lot of uh a lot, I guess a lot of uh things that can make up for mistakes with uh with Red Harper who's a three-year starter at corner um you know Dawson Dodd playing uh some outside linebacker in corner. And then Mason Hackman, you know, he just pretty much runs the defense from his free safety spot. So and we have experience there, and that's that's been really really the key.
3: Sure, sure. And then just looking ahead quickly at uh, the Salt Fork, excuse me, matchup in week six. Obviously it's a battle of unbeatens, a battle of rivals. Take me through, without giving away too much game plan, what you're most looking forward to about this matchup.
7: Well, uh, you know we've been fortunate against them the last couple seasons. Um, you know they've been they've transferred over to the wing tee going from from spread a few years back, and you know so that's kind of something right up our alley. Mm-hmm. But they have a nice group. They have really quick running backs, and uh, you know the the Taylor kid at, at a six five tight end that can mm-hmm. run block and catch the ball. So uh, quarterback is is. Uh, very very capable so you know they're well coached they' they're good kids and um, you know that's that's uh, I guess a credit to their coaching staff as far as how they brought them along and you know now they're uh, you know they're right there um, they're gonna they're gonna make playoffs and and now they're competing for a conference championship so you know you have to you have to give credit where credits due and they, they definitely have deserved it they're a good good quality team.
3: Is Mark Henning, Rossville Alvin football coach Mark Dodd. Mark, thanks again for joining us tonight, and good luck to the boys on Friday and the rest of the way.
7: Sure thing. We're going to do our darndest. Thank yep. you.
3: Absolutely. It should be a great matchup as well, even though I'm going over to to Westville, like I've said before. that That's going to be a fantastic matchup in Vermilion County as well, so looking forward to seeing yeah. what both of these matchups have in store.
7: Great. We've got a lot of good football being played around here. 100%.
3: And that'll do it tonight for the Serve Pro Prep Football Confidential Show. We're going into the Brett Bielema Show here very shortly. Thanks for tuning in with Jim Rosso, Dylan Chambers. I'm Colin Lycus We'll see you next week for our pre-week seven show. Your comments after the game on the Fastest Etc. Post Game Show on Newstalk
2: 1400 WDWs and Light Rock 90-